the Friday GAA podcast with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GAA match streaming worldwide. Goal on here, goal chance for Conor McGrath. Surely give it in, Conor. Mackie heading it towards the 21 metre line. Keep Mackie chance. still going. Go on, goal is up for Cats. Oh, what a goal. I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now, anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to throne. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly. But will stick in your mind at the champions who showed car. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. A small change before the game, worth the street. I think it looks like a Hello, welcome along to the Friday GAA podcast. Nathan Murphy with you, Dave McIntyre. Hello. Lads, how are you? Am I off mic there? You are. Suddenly you're off mic. We had tested this where it's a professional setup. Well, you're also eating. Protein is the difficult. Yeah. Maybe we'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> Tommy Rooney, hello. Hey, Nathan. How's it going? Hey, lads. And Mick McCarthy has arrived in. Hi, boys. How are you? Good. What are you eating, Dave? Tell the world about your protein. Do you make these yourself? What are they? Protein They're cookies. Protein muffins. Protein muffins. Are they tasty? They're class. Very. Are they? Wait, you've given Tommy some. I had some. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Because he just we just said made a comment before we turned on the microphones, which Dave said I've only got a precious few and I need yeah. to make sure. He said I make six a week and I eat six a week, which I certainly took as being there's not a whole yeah. anybody. You're not, get, you're not getting the crumbs from my table, says Dave McIntyre. For the record, lads, anyone who in this news talk organisation who's put in a, a request in advance over recent months has always at some stage been furnished with one so I've taken your request on board and you will receive one in the coming weeks I don't want one in fairness like no, to- Tommy disgusting. is that Tommy actually does like you know take part in Sports. physical activity <laughs> from time to time you know he's probably more deserving than I can get yeah you're growing lad Tommy yeah exactly. <laughs> young growing are you out of the championship yet Tommy no we're not out of the championship no? we went on Jesus then? he got very offended there didn't we he? went on Sunday we're going division 2 for the first time in about 30 years <laughs> that's league this Mead oh, Hill. League, yeah, Mead Hill. Intermediate. Junior. <laughs> but we go to we go to Division Two and Division Two is it's all senior intermediate teams, so it'll be a big progression. How long we got do you a win think, on Sunday? We got how a win long on do Sunday. you uh, think the founders of your club spend on the club's name? Uh I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Do you want me to go through the history of the club? <laughs> yeah. No, Mead I actually it's very, very quick. <laughs> it's quite it's it's a really it's nice a, area, it's like the, the name of the town. Wait, where's the town? No, it's it's not the name of the town, it's the most northerly club in Mead. Um so Kingscourt is the nearest town in Cavan. It's right beside Cavan. Monaghan borders it, Loud borders it. Is it on a hill? There's a number of hills around. It's one of the <laughs> finest pitches in the county, I'll tell you that much. They probably did spend a lot of time thinking about it, Dave. Don't know why you're being so yeah, silly. And, 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 and couldn't come up with one, so they settled for Mead Hill. From the back it's better than some Hill. rebel name that every other club is named after, Aero isn't Hulk. it? Yeah. Porrig Pierces. Wolf Towns. How many of those are there? A lot. A lot. All you got to do is look over the far, the far field and you can see the Moor Mountains on one side, you can see the Cooley oh Mountains God, on the other so side. What the hell? This is you the know? worst start of a podcast. Of Sounds all amazing, Tommy. Mead Hill's a, it's, I'm telling you, lads, it's going to be put in the map pretty soon. We'll, we'll go to your final. When yeah. you get to Division 2. Yeah, we will. We'll yeah, we'll go to a few Division 2 games. Either. We might do live and exclusive he played against, com- um, commentary of your... He played against the great Mickey Burke. Oh, yeah. They're nice. Poor Mickey Hammered Burke. the hell out of him. Ah, well, look, Mickey, Mickey's had a rough week. They were knocked out last weekend. 
The hurlers, their hurlers were knocked out last Monday too. What so. a come down for Mickey Burke! Yeah. <laughs> that he had to go and play <laughs> against Tommy. Then, 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 then they have to make the long journey from Longwood to Meadhill. It's a, it's a, it's a tough old journey. <laughs> come on, what <laughs> are we talking about? <laughs> That's grim. <laughs> so we got a busy weekend on off the ball. You wouldn't think it, judging by the start of this podcast. Um, so tomorrow we've got a couple of qualifiers. Three o'clock. It's uh, Tipperary against Tyrone. Brian McGuigan is going to be keeping us up to date on that. Then on five o'clock, it's a big day for off the ball. The big dog is back. Wow. The A-team. I'm doing commentary. That's right. Don't worry, listeners. How many games do we have tomorrow, sorry? We've got two live games. All right, okay. I'm okay, doing yeah, Derry against... Or Galway they, against Derry. make it from Pierce Park down to Killarney in time in the half an hour now. It's Pierce <laughs> Stadium. Did, did we talk Pierce, about it? It's Pierce Stadium. What did I say, Pierce Park? He's actually going to be in Pierce Stadium as well. He's commentating for Sky. Oh. It worked out really well. Oh. So I just got him to do all the work. Oh, so you're get him to third send me choice. Yeah, sorry, I forgot you were third choice. <laughs> he thinks he's the A-team. <laughs> hell. Uh, hey, we'll see after tomorrow. <laughs> you might be get back in. thought you had the right foot game to all games in Connacht, no? I'm doing yeah, the Connacht do, yeah. final. Yeah. On Sunday. Oh, you didn't co- what? I thought I was doing the Connacht final. Oh, wow, we could have two two commentators. We'll do the five live version of it, and yeah, you take yeah. the first half of the first half, and I'll take the second half of the that first half. That used to confuse the life out of me. <laughs> yeah, it was, but especially because all five live guys generally have the same voice. Yeah. Well. Aside from Alan Green. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from Alan Green. They they don't do that anymore. No. Well, they do the odd time. Was it halves or was well, it 15 minute intervals? We can barely afford uh, one 22 and a half minutes. So. Okay. I love Alan Green. I still do. Good man to d- dislike a referee oh. and to <laughs> o- openly criticise him. A referee. And I, and I definitely have some sort of... Uh, some sort of if a referee books somebody in the opening connection. 30 seconds and Alan doesn't like it... He's ruined the game. It's going to be a 90 minute rant. So, go away So, you're Derry. back anyway, yeah. I'll be there commentating with Michael Meehan and Aaron Kernan. Uh... I would advise you as you can watch it on Sky, turn down the volume and listen to off the ball. Yeah. Uh, then after that, we've got the replay. <laughs> Kerry against Cork. I'm not convinced Mick's going to do that. No, actually, I've done it before. And a lot of people talk about the, you know, that they're at different, they come out in different yeah, things. Everybody has a digital television where you can pause press it. pause or whatever. You can sync that up pretty quickly. Yeah, I've done yeah. it before. Yeah, and it actually it, does massively add to the game. But if the radio is already ahead of the TV, there's nothing you can do about it. You can pause the radio. Online, online. Oh, yeah, online. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, if you pause That's the radio online, generally it, it re- reverts Does to it, yeah. being live within a couple of seconds. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The only way you can do what thing. Mick is saying is if the TV is ahead. And yeah. is that not the and case? We always for get us texts in about the this. The odd time it changes for some reason from yeah. game to game. We get texts in about this, and as Mick says, that is, you know, you can help yourself here, sort it out. They expect us to do something that will just change the entire station put it in time with their TV well, and, and we do try <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we, we just, we're just not it's just not able because the different TVs we have actually at different looked, times we have actually looked into Serviu, it Sky and UPC all go out at different times we, we know that we've got all three of them on the three different TVs and they're all different there's no physical way of us doing that and yet we still haven't even begun to preview a game no <laughs> Kerry against Cork so sorry, got the replay. I, I want to go back to the fact that you're doing a game I mean, Why? so obviously Ushin is in Killarney then, yeah? Yes. Did Was there any talk of a helicopter? <laughs> For who? For who? For, like, just to stop you having to, to commentate <laughs> on the game. Excuse me. I did Wicklow against Leash last year. <laughs> but the only way the helicopter would work would be getting me from... Get someone in the helicopter. Yeah, but the timings don't work. We only have about half an hour to work. Why with. don't you commentate on Galway against Derry? 
Because I I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know any of the players. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, since when is this what's, a problem for tomorrow? What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, Nathan. I'm sure you'll do a stellar sterling job. He's got Thanks. the most detailed notes he's ever had for commentary. Whew, I'm not too sure about that. I don't know if any of them are correct yet. Well, there's no point finding out. If anybody texts in about anything I say wrong, I'm going to put it on record that I'm reading Dave McIntyre's notes. Okay. I've sent everything to him. It's I've already on record. You've just literally just done it I've right now. I've literally just yeah. done it right now, yeah. But for people who maybe don't listen to the pod. So we do have uh, Kerry Corkswell, Lee McHale, uh, Michal Quirk, alongside Ushin on commentary. And then Sunday, Dave is going to do some work for us <laughs> at the Connacht final. Who's which at the Connacht final? James. James Horn, yeah. And, and uh, Billy Joe Patton. BJP. Because cool. Woolley, as we discovered yesterday, has had to uh, pull out of this game. Poor Colin. Due to his broken foot. He was, Hashtag poor Woolley. He was Sorry. dissing uh, John Heslin, saying John Heslin didn't really have any sort of an injury. <laughs> Turns out John Heslin has a, bad fractured, a, a fractured ankle. Foot. Fra- fractured heel. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and is probably not going to play in the championship again. Which is a pity. Yeah. I, Woolley just didn't want to go. He's at a wedding on Saturday night. Wow. He was already talking about, what time's this game throwing? All four o'clock. All right, yeah, no, I'll definitely make that. <laughs> yeah. And then he breaks his foot. Right, okay. So uh, I have seen him over the last couple of days. I don't think him hopping down the sideline and try, with a microphone in one hand and a crutch really? on the other would have actually been the greatest I think it, move. It oh, been, it would have been, been hilarious, yeah. but I just don't know what, what we would have got out of him. Uh, <laughs> well, if this whole thing is a charade, he's committed to it 100%. He, really has. he hasn't walked in three days, so I think <laughs> he deserves his night day commi- off if that's what he's He's really committed for. to this, it has to be said. And to top all that, we're starting the show tomorrow with our Saturday panel, a special Saturday panel on Meath football. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't want to hear this. There will be no prisoners taken Why in this panel. Why don't you want to hear it? It's Meath football. And it's because everybody in the country it. hates Meath. No, not including that. Including you. We don't anymore. They have we to just, be a threat. There's going to be a a proper dissection tomorrow of Meath football. We got, we got Darren Fay. We got Tommy Dowd. We got Bernard Flynn. It needs to happen. Do you know what Meath need? What the Meath They need, need a Darren Fay. They need a Mick Lyons. They need a Colin Coyle. That's uh-huh. literally all we've been getting in in text every time we've talked about Mead for the last three years. <laughs> Do they not need a Trevor Giles or a Green Garrett? Uh, they need them too, but they need that, uh, the they need that bit of stuff. I have been saying they that need, for a while as well, to be honest. They need that bit of stuff, you know. They would, have ne- they would have never, ever collapsed. A bit of a John McDermott. You're so young, Tommy, you probably don't remember Mead ever being successful. Of course, The first game I was ever in Crow Park was Mead hammering Kerry. Probably gave me the 2001 wrong. 2001 semi-final. Give me the wrong indication. Game. What did Kerry kick that day? Five, five points. points. One five. One five. Oh, yeah. there was a late goal. It was a Marfitz. Marfitz got the goal. Like, come yeah. off the bench anyway. That was a serious day. That was no one could quite day. believe what was happening. No, I, I didn't know what was going on. How did they get on the final? Got a hiding off goal. Go, yeah. yeah. I was good at because I didn't get tickets to that that game. My cousins went and they didn't watch the game. I think they just sat down. That was all Ireland's don't count though. The pr- trophy Sam Maguire was presented on the pitch should be an asterisk beside those all Ireland's. Really. Oh yeah If you can't walk the steps Of the Hogan stand yeah. Does it really count? I don't know Yes but, uh, Yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> I think it does It, was like, it was like All six of those finals From 99 to 01 Was like In the pissing rain As they were getting Their <laughs> trophy And like You know About four hours After the match Because it used to take them A while to bring yeah. out That podium And it's never yeah. rained On all Ireland final day since No and it never will again <laughs> <laughs> Right done. Right so where, where do you want to start, start, Nathan? Where do we start? We're starting. Start on, start on uh, go against Derry, Dave. Tell us all you know, and I just get a byword here and I write some of it down. Well, I've seen an awful lot of Derry this year. Probably a little more than I would have liked. I commentated on two of their league games, three of their league games: Donegal, Dublin, and Tyrone, none of which they won. And I commentated on the down game, 
and I commentated on the Donegal game, the championship. The only one I've missed in terms of championship is the Westford game. Enough I, about you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> they were excellent against Donegal, and if they'd had more than one good four, they would have beaten them. As far as I was concerned, Donegal were there for the taking. The lads were talking about Donegal in detail last night, saying that they're playing with the sense of abandonment and real attacking verve. Very little of that was on show in the Ulster semi final. Really For them, I think, is the qualification the there, by the way. way. That it was one of those games that you look back and go, oh, Derry had so many wides in the closing stages that if they'd taken two or three of those chances, they would have beaten, beaten them. Yeah. But Derry, or Donegal also never looked like they were going to lose oh, no, that see, game. I, that's, I, I knew you were going to say that. I disagree with that. I felt Donegal could easily have lost that game. Derry just needed to take a couple of chances. It's not like the chances... You can say, I never really felt they were under pressure or in danger of losing a game if the opposition weren't creating anything. But Derry had a huge amount of the ball. They got the ball in good areas. Owen Bradley was really the only guy that can kick a score for them if Mark Lynch is a little further out the field. And Owen Bradley is so terribly left-footed that if you stand on his left foot, he's capable of virtually nothing. I saw it in the down game as well. Down just monitored his left foot all afternoon and he can kick very little from play, but he's got a really quick turn of uh, foot and that allows him to draw some fouls. And that meant that they were able to just keep their noses in front of down in that quarterfinal. But I think they keep Bradley quiet. Goalway would go an awful long way. Very deep in the game against Sonny Gold. For a lot of the game, he was out around the 45. Yeah, it was hard to fathom why that was the case because they had Quayle and O'Boyle up there on his own and he actually is so dangerous he reminds me Tommy of Michael Argue the full fort for Cavan because oh against Monaghan he won a huge amount of ball broke it down yeah. beautifully the way Donahue would for O'Donoghue or Darren O'Sullivan and there was nobody there to benefit from it and it was the same against Donegal Quaylan O'Boyle was up top on his own and he'd no one running off him O'Boyle is a much more natural forward as well so if you had Bradley in there around him he would have done serious well, what's damage what's the point well, of the big man what, oh, there's no, no point in it there's no point that's what they had against Wexford last week by all accounts they finally got the two of them together and stood close to each other yeah. Yeah. and they formed a partnership and they racked up a big score. And they should do that tomorrow and I think they will they will get some scores. Mark Lynch is obviously deadly from the freeze. Fergal Doherty is playing really good football in midfield because he's obviously back after uh, a decent absence. Niall Holly's doing good in there too. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's, they're a good foil he's for each other well in midfield, the two lads. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. But all in all, I think this is going to be a really close game. It's um, Galway and Saltill are difficult to beat. They haven't been beaten there in a qualifier in 10 years. I would find this one very difficult to call. It's in your notes. I sent it to you earlier. (laughs) I find this one very difficult to call because I didn't see Galway's win over Armagh bar the highlights. Yeah. But by all accounts, they were very good. They didn't score for the last 25 minutes. The two lads in midfield were extremely impressive. Fiontana Corrine and Tom Flynn. If they can replicate that, they'll be able to put a big game together. You're a Westerner. Yeah. Is there any chance that we're going to have a bit of atmosphere or a bit of support no, in well, uh, I worked, Salt Hill I worked in uh, in Galway FM for five years so I spent a lot of time at Pierce Stadium and it is the least intimidating venue in football or in sport yeah it's there'll be I think they're expecting a crowd five six thousand oh. there tomorrow night now to be fair we, we did the qualifier against Armand in 2013 it was in the middle of the heat wave that summer and it was just roaring hot and there was a really big crowd. There was a very good atmosphere that day. Two Midland teams that were trying to find their feet under new management. But um, I felt that day was probably the first and only time I've been to Pierce Stadium and there's been a decent yeah. crowd and decent atmosphere. Going there during the league, whether it's hurling or football, is a grim experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, but like they, in fairness, though, they've been, they've been gone for a while. You know, they've had that embarrassment against Mayo a couple of years ago. They're a bit better last year, but still not really any kind of... No great shakes. And then, like, it's a big win against Armagh. Yeah. Their first away win in the qualifiers is they won the All-Ireland. You know, you'd like to think. I know 
you know, all they want it in tune. It's like the awfully hurling situation that he talks about so much. But, you know, it's still Galway. Like, you know, you would think that there's some sort of support or mm. some sort of groundswell there or just excitement after what happened well, last there was week. A big they could easily win this game. Like, there wasn't a big crowd yeah. at the Connacht semi final yeah. against Mayo. Yeah. That wasn't Tall Tale, wasn't Most it? Most of those people were from Mayo. Right. Mayo outnumbered Galway every time at Pierce Stadium. Is that why it took so long to get out of the place? Yeah. You heard people that's talking why, about four hours also, to get out of the place. Also, why people don't travel from the football heartland of Galway, from Toom and Dunmore, Milltown, and all these places, because the Arts Festival is on this weekend. Oh. There's gigs on in town on, Sunday, on Saturday night. You'd imagine it's a bloody nightmare to get to. You'd imagine though that Kevin Walsh is the man to inspire a bit more, maybe pride in this Galway team, because he's brought serious steel to them this year. Like They were derided earlier on against, against Leitrim for the high file count they had. Against Armagh, they had one foul in the first half. They only gave away a three scoreable, like Armani kicked three scoreable frees. So obviously he's brought a bit more cuteness to this Galway team, and they can definitely handle Derry this weekend. Damien Comer has become a serious, serious player inside mm, the full forward line as well. He was very good last weekend against Armagh, but they are a coming team, aren't they? They got to the fourth round of the qualifiers in 2013. Absolutely, yeah. Only were beaten by a point against Cork. Yeah. Got to the All Ireland quarter final last year and had a couple of bright moments against Kerry without yeah. ever looking like they were going to win. And if they win this weekend, they're into the final round of the qualifiers again. Yeah, probably play Monaghan, perhaps, who mm. could give a... Well, it is unusual. Call. It's hard to call that one, talk about that, in a few minutes. that the two teams yeah. who are playing each other tomorrow have also played one of the provincial finalists in both Ulster mm. and in Connacht. So it kind of, it, it very much puts it into a stark contrast exactly who they'll be playing because obviously Galway can't face Mayo if they're mm. beaten and uh, Derry can't face Donegal if they win tomorrow so that's 5 o'clock throw and we're staying on air till 9 o'clock tomorrow night we decided 5 hours on a Saturday and 6 hours on a Sunday just isn't enough <laughs> yeah. off the ball so we're going to go for a full 8 hours tomorrow from 1 o'clock till 9 o'clock because we have coverage of Kerry against Cork as well the replay I know what Dave McIntyre is going to say when it's a replay I always look for which side has most room to improve and you're going to say Kerry do well, they were so poor, absolutely, I would say Kerry have more room to improve. Now, whether or not that means they actually are going to improve, they've made a number of changes, and I think they're decent changes as well. Uh, Fionn Fitzgerald might feel a bit hard done by after getting that brilliant score to force the replay, but it's a fluke. he didn't have a great game no, in the uh, first half in particular. Kerry rarely play two games in a row in Killarney and win neither of them. And I think they will have enough to at least get themselves in front heading to the final quarter of this game and if that happens I think they'll win Has Crowley been injured or is, like, what's the story there he's like been so important to them I don't know why Crowley is yeah. on the team is he on the bench yeah he is that's, like, that's, there's that's some strange. big calls been made by him for tomorrow it's over an the last incredible few bench Again. Again, I've never yeah. seen anything like it. Yeah, it's well, better even again, really. Read out the bench there, Mick. I don't have so it there in front of me. <laughs> 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 it's, we've got Tommy Walsh, we've you've got Peter Crowley, Galvin's you've back. got uh, Paul Galvin, you've got, got Colin Cooper, Cooper Darren O'Sullivan. I mean, it really is Galvin's full of experience. Now, yeah. um, Tommy, what do you think? Because I only saw the highlights after I, w- I was away for a while. I only saw the highlights of the drawn game. Kerry were really poor and they seemed to be beaten in every facet of the field as well the lucky yeah. penalty obviously just kept them in it and the really fortuitous score at the very end the two goals the Cork gave away were just like they were very unlucky for the penalty the The first goal was just a diabolical mistake from Michael Shields Cork had a lot of impressive players and the O'Driscolls were really good going forward from the half back line Kevin O'Driscoll really impressed Paddy Kelly when he came in had a huge influence on the game and I can't see Cuthbert not starting him this weekend mm. If Cork were to maintain that level of performance and cut out those crass errors, should that be enough to beat Kerry even if Kerry improve? Well, see, Kerry have so much room for improvement. They were so lethargic in that game. Um, Like, Paul Ganey 
came on and the first thing he did was show that bit of drive that Kerry were missing <clears throat> kicked a fantastic score off his left he hit a, a looping shot that Donahue broke down and he was there for the rebound he could have got a goal he, like Paul Ganey could have been the winner of the game last week Ganey could be the winner of the game this week if he's playing with that same sort of mm-hmm. drive like they were just missing that like Stephen O'Brien picked up a couple of balls in the first half and he went on runs running to cul-de-sacs he was turning around giving ball back he's gone now yeah you know Johnny Buckley didn't have much of an influence in that last game um, Maher's in from the start he didn't get into the game the last time at all when he came in I think uh, I read that Kerry won just one of con- eight contested kickouts after David Moran was black card in the 31st minute so Kerry have such so much room for improvement Paul Murphy will be a big addition in there but Cork too like Brian Hurley didn't offer that much last week Colin O'Neill was 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 good at times but like Mark O'Shea had him wrapped up for uh, for a lot of time as well so there's a lot of improvement on both sides. It's hard to call, really. Mick, I suspect you're about to come in. You're sitting there. You're pondering what you're going to say. And you're just going to go, lads, Kerry are going to hammer them. <laughs> I'm not going to say Kerry are going to hammer them. I like the changes. I think Maher and Moore in a midfield, whatever way he played, I think it's a stronger midfield. I think that there's a, more of a, a base there. I don't think you can drop Brian Sheehan at the moment, especially if they're not going to be playing Gooch. So mm. throw him into the half-forward line. That works for me. You know, the way the way he's kicking freeze, obviously. Um and Gainey, I think, is a massive step up from BJ Keane. From yeah, from Keane. So um, I feel sorry for Barry John Keane. Yeah. he's always being maligned <laughs> for about five seasons now. People are saying, "Oh, well, you know, he's a, he's a talented player and he's done well for Arahalis, but he's not really good enough to be keeping a regular spot in this Kerry team." And yet he always comes off the bench, kicks two points from play. He had a decent up performance the last day. He just like, always seems to be the fall guy. I was watching it last. Oh, night. I watched yeah. it back last We're night. We're talking about the best team in the country, though. We're talking about the All Ireland champions. There's a very very high standard there you know and, you're talking and about he's, the strength and he's got to come on the bench and I'm talking about Paul Gini coming on the on and changing yeah. the game the last day you know and you're talking about uh, Barry John he, he like he does always just seem to be just that little bit you know just that he's slight not a bit superstar. of and, and and sometimes he, to me it seems to me anyway the best the best I've ever seen him play is as like a flat track bully he comes on when Kerry are dominating and he'll come on and he'll be the best player on the pitch yeah. for when he comes on after 50 minutes when Kerry are dominating the game. He is, he just looks outstanding. I'm not necessarily I think he goes missing a little bit be, in big games. He should be playing. Yeah. I just kind of feel sorry for him. He reminds me of Mick Galvin back in the day with the Dubs. He was just always the first man taken off, always the first man dropped yeah. and he always harsh, kicked in with like a couple of scores. Like. Yeah. Well, the thing, I watched the game back last night and the thing with Keane was that he kicked a couple of scores but they all came in one burst just before half yeah. time. He, he was anonymous for a lot of it. He, was, he really was anonymous for a lot of it. Like the scores he got were brilliant. He had one pointy fist over the bar when he took on a couple of Cork defenders. Like Isn't there, is there some pressure on Cork in that if they lose by four or five points on Saturday evening, all the old outs return, mm. don't they? And everyone will just chalk that drawn game as a once-off. Yeah, and I you know, know. Kerry, they caught Kerry Cole that day and Kerry were well below par. And actually Cork, turns out, are the side we thought they were. Aren't that great? And they've six days. Yeah. yeah, before they play yeah. Yeah. Kildare. Yeah. yeah, Kildare. And so then the winners of that play Dublin a week later. My thing with Cork, if Cork, I don't know, it's I, like you guys probably watched the match closer than me and analysed it closer than me, but my thought on it was that Cork played up to their potential. I don't know if it was that much that Kerry, mm. Kerry probably didn't have a great game, but don't forget they were very lucky to get a draw. Like Cork mm. should have won that game. Sure. Um, so it's will Kerry what I'm saying, enough? No, no, yeah, it is a little bit. Like if Kerry... I think if Kerry played to their to their full extent, yeah. to their full potential, that Cork can't beat them. But my question is, can Cork play like that again? Because yeah. we don't know yet. Like you know that you know that maybe they can, but like from what we've seen over the over like two, three, four years, really, you know, you can't trust. 
Cork to go out all guns blazing like that again mm. this week. Yeah. You know, like you just can't. And when we see it, fair play, yeah. like that's and fine. But you'll believe it when you see yeah. it. That's Who knows? Maybe. They did discover something between the league yeah. and championship, and it is a completely new Cork side who play, yeah. perform at that standard. And perhaps the reason Kerry were below par was because Cork didn't let them play. Yeah, yeah. I think and, we'll and know what, we'll know more, an awful lot more about Cork again at full time on Saturday evening. We may actually not know much more about Kerry after this game, yeah. no matter what the result turns out to be. And like whatever happens, you know, just in terms of Cuthbert and the amount of criticism he get, he's been getting in Cork over the last couple of years, um, even. It, some of the just the tactical decisions that he made going into to last Sunday week was it was just showing an ability to do that. I thought that was kind of interesting. So like the Paul Kerrigan yeah. thing, like that is a that's a really bold move. Big time. Like Woolley actually would say that he didn't think that that was the the best use for Kerrigan even after the match, you know. And and him and James Horn had a long discussion about that. But even just doing that, like that's a that's a very innovative way of using Paul Kerrigan. Don't fantastic. forget, like him getting black card. Like I know Paddy Kelly yeah, came yeah. on and was brilliant, but Ke- Kelly played a different Ke- role. Kelly would have come on anyway. I think, yeah, you know. And them losing Kerrigan was a big loss. Like it was in the end of the first half. Like in that twenty two minutes, Kerrigan. Had had the ball nine times he made three brilliant tackles he overturned James like James Lockery had O'Donoghue bottled up on the, the left hand side on one stage and Kerrigan comes in and dispossessed him like Kerrigan was brilliant he was under a couple of high balls going into the full forward line he was really good in there if he's playing that role again I think Paddy Kelly has to come in for Fintan Gould I don't think Fintan Gould did enough he only touched the ball 12 times in the 60 minutes he was on he did, he contested one kick out he fouled he made four or five fouls like he, Gould just I don't think he was good enough in that game I don't think he justified inclusion I think playing Kerrigan the way he did the last time and using Collins and Paddy Kelly in that kind of link role around the half-forward line will work well for Cork. So I forget, when Cork won the All-Ireland, it was based around Kerrigan and Kelly running. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're going to be in different roles now. The game's different. They're, they're, they're older, whatever. But, you know, even if they're in different parts of the field, that could still... That's what they know works. Yeah. You know, when you've got Donegal O'Connor and Colm O'Neill in there. Yeah. To, to play off that work that they can do, you know, so it's definitely not a bad game. Plan. Kelly should be fresh. He's played so little football over the last two and a half years. He could have a massive championship if Cork can stay in it long enough. Yeah. There is one other game on Saturday. The first game, three o'clock, Simple Stadium, not a football ground. Uh, tip against Tyrone, a Tyrone side that are well. Do they even at have forty fives? Probably not. You just have to guess. No, of course they do. It's the course, it's, it's, only, do. it's only the Ulster counties that don't put the sixty fives in. <laughs> ask Always Wayne, annoys ask me. Wayne McCarthy if they got forty fives. He'll tell you. <laughs> tell you they do. <laughs> <laughs> they, Dave bit all about that uh, two thousand and one season. He remembers so well that he was just talking about a few minutes ago. Uh, Tipperary are uh, coming for us on the other side, and they're kind of meeting in the middle. And this could be the moment where Tip join kind of the second tier. Of teams are are Tyrone still got that little bit of class left? Well, I I had to laugh at the comments of the loud manager after last weekend's thrashing at the hands of Tipperary, calling for a two tier championship. <laughs> we shouldn't be expected to come down here and try and compete with Tip Tipperary. <laughs> like since when are loud fearful of playing in the same championship as Tipperary? It just goes to show the a the mindset of some counties is just not what it should be, and b the improvements that Tipperary have made. Um, they got the dream start against Kerry if you told them they'd be 1-1 to no score up after 5 minutes they would have bitten your hand off and just did not build on it and I think they needed to put a really big had them big back with the spread sorry hence oh. the side. Yeah, I, thought, <laughs> okay. I thought it was quids I thought you were just getting bored by Dave no 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 no. <laughs> I, just, I, I was uh, very excited for a while I thought my money was in but Loud were dismal 
absolutely dismal to the point where it actually took an awful lot of the gloss off the Tipperary win. But what impressed me most about Tip was how ruthless they were. Mm. They could easily have just taken the foot off with 20 minutes to go, knowing they're in the hat for the next round. But they just kept choking loud, put on score after score after score, racked up a huge tally. And their confidence now will be absolutely flowing. And no one really expects them to be Tyrone. And Tyrone were not impressive against me at all. Yeah, they've kind of shown Tipperary this season that they're no longer a plucky underdog, that they've accepted themselves of their new level and that when they play teams below them they're confident enough to go out and just beat them well and a history of success yeah. It's like that's something that like that no Tipperary senior team would ever have had. But this isn't one under this isn't one under twenty one team mm-hmm. or one minor team. This is a, three different underage yeah, teams least, that are all yeah. together there that have all if Come. not won monsters or got to all Ireland finals or whatever. They've all been very they've all been very close. They've been winning games all their lives yeah. for Tip. Uh, and it's three different teams you add it together. It's the majority of the team. You know, you'd never have that culture there yeah, before. Growing like, up, I mean, it's Cork massive, and massive. And many tip players yeah. were able to do that playing at senior level over the last 50 years. And Tyrone, they don't have a history of beating teams because this group of Tyrone players haven't been beating their Ulster no. counterparts at under 21 and minor level over the last few years. Generally. Not Except for this year. Well, obviously, they're turning it around a little. They are the All-Ireland champions, after all. But over the last five or six years, it's obviously been Cavan and Donegal that have been dominating at those grades. And some stage and I think Cavan and Roscommon are in the same boat to a certain extent and they both failed Tip have to beat a big team a yeah. big county a traditionally big county and we can't really hear about potential anymore mm. and it's a young team I mean any team with an average average. I, how many an extra manager says oh but you know the Jesus, average age yeah. of our team is 24 that's old in yeah. Gaelic football terms that's the average age nowadays. of every team exactly yeah. like that means you've got experience throughout your team if yeah. the average age of your team is 24 unless you've got an Eamon O'Hara in midfield who's bringing up the age profile by about yeah. 4 but is he transferred? <laughs> <laughs> potential is just a buzzword that managers love to throw in and I just don't want to hear it about it from Tip anymore this, this looks the ideal game for Tipperary because yeah. it, as you say it's a chance for a breakthrough against probably the worst of tra- traditional powerhouses a team that the most beatable of all those sides. but a me team a me team shot of confidence playing away from home playing a different system than they hadn't been playing all year on a horrible day in Oma should have beaten Tyrone yeah, they should have beaten Tyrone Tiernan McCann come off the bench, made a huge difference. He won a penalty. He's starting again this weekend. But this Tyrone team, they just they are nowhere near the the force of old, and it's just the best chance Tipperary have breaking into the into the next tier. Like. Then again, like the only time I, the only time I've seen Tyrone this year was the Donegal game. That feels like a long time mm. ago now, and they've been falling through the qualifiers, stumbling through. But like they were good that day. Yeah, they were good like that, that day. Yeah. It descended into messing basically yeah. it was a very annoying game but before that there was some really good football played and Donegal were in the game or, or, or Tyrone were in the game like you know that could be real my thing is that I wouldn't say that their mentality has switched back to that since that day and you're getting to the serious end of the qualifiers now but did Tyrone really see a trip to Thurless mm. as that we need to get our shit together here there's a lot of pressure maybe on Maybe they do, they? maybe they don't, but you know, you'd be worried about that. You know, you'd be worried to say, like, well, hold on, they're maybe looking ahead now to a couple of weeks down the line, they play one of the provincial finalists yeah. and it's only tip. Yeah. It's this could be Mickey Hart's final match on the sideline. And they 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 need to win it for him. And I, I the point you make about the Toronto goal game, that almost seems like last year's champion. It feels yeah, like it a long was time that ago. long ago. Yeah. And there is quite an incentive because there's a fair chance that whoever wins this game will be playing Sligo. In the yeah. next round, 
because I'm assuming Westmead where the plum draws and because I'm assuming Mayo are going to win the Connacht title we're obviously out of time we can't really talk about Mayo's like mm-hmm. on no we don't we don't have a huge amount of time we don't need to talk a, about a quick word for uh, Sean Cavanagh 76 championship appearance tomorrow becomes the most capped appeared Tyrone player of all time in championship history which is a huge milestone for him phenomenal footballer carry on all right. Who's he passing out as a matter of interest? Connor Gormley? Gormley. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, Gormley, it would have yeah. to be a modern player. Yeah. Uh, is Kavanaugh the greatest Tyrone player of all time? <sighs> Peter Canavan great, might yeah. just still be ahead of him. I don't know. So Obviously, that's Sean is. question for another day. Sean it? has won well, one more. We don't have like five minutes for two provincial finals yeah. that we still have to get to. <laughs> well, well, no, no, we're skipping. We're, we're pretty much skipping the Connor final. <laughs> We've we done a lot of two qualifiers here. We have. Connor found a live on, on, on Sunday. Um, yeah. Can you make a case for Sligo? No. No. Don't bother. The one thing I would I'd love to say, looking at the Mayo team... He is, has a case. Well, you have a case. Go on. No, I don't actually. No, I just think that they have to they have to change their half-forward line completely because the midfield, while they're, they're small, mobile midfield, really fast, it suits their game style... It'll work against Roscommon. It's not going to work against Mayo. Mayo will absolutely eat them up. And they need an outlet on the half-forward line. Like, they need somebody to come in there in the half-forward line that can be a physical presence in midfield. This isn't making a case for Sligo. No, no I, This I is explaining it. why Sligo aren't good enough. <laughs> Who is that, Tommy? Though? Did you put Brendan Egan in there? Uh, he won a huge amount of ball in the f- win over Roscommon, but in a very yeah. different role. Adrian Marin spent most of the game... 15 metres from the Roscommon goal and he was so effective his distribution off the right off the bootlaces arrowing that ball diagonally in towards guys you wouldn't expect to win their own well, no, ball it was like because David Pat Kelly Hughes, Pat Hughes was in there that's the reason why he's, he was the guy the that you can was able with. to yeah. the focal point but Kelly won a couple of balls over the head of his marker that you would never expect him to do the problem is as you say that game plan just simply will not work they brought Jer Caffrey back into the full back line to deal with those kind of balls yeah. he'll hoover them up it's look, but it's we so difficult to put together a a, a reason and an argument for a Sligo victory. Yeah, and my point is, it's not to actually diminish Sligo. Like, fair, like that was a great win for them, and they could be taking steps, and they could have one of the famous mm-hmm. young teams that, that are coming through and all that. But it's about underrating Mayo almost. Like Mayo are the they what are, Dublin yeah. are in Leinster. You know what I mean? Like Mayo, like if mm. if Mayo turn up, they could go out and win this by twenty points. Like you yeah. know, it's like they are that dominant. And I we I've talked about this in here before, trying to get out the Mayo people out of their negative mindset this year. You know, it's just that I'm, you know, and maybe they yeah. weren't exceptional against Galway, but well, it's, it's they, the they could actually relax at the start of the year and Mayo concentrate on the August Bank holiday. Would be that obviously the change of management, but also. There's been no change in personnel. That's the key. That nothing nobody new. has emerged. Evan Regan was There's the great old hope. That's not, not really, not really the know. point, though. I know I mean, it isn't. I Mayo have been isn't. in the top three teams for the last three years and they haven't won the All-Ireland. So what they've had under James Horan for the last three years hasn't been good enough to win. Sam, and here's a new it's manager very team. very close, though. Yeah. It's been the, very, very, very close. There is a, there very is a slight difference. Yeah. Like Aidan O'Shea now is settling in to a forward role yeah. and that gives them... So you've got the most powerful, one of the most powerful players in the game winning ball in there and you've got arguably the best forward in the game playing just off him now is perhaps just the one slight change from <coughs> last if you year. Think, if you think of the teams over the last 20 years have been knocking on the door and when it opened, there was one guy who was there, who had not been there for the previous. I'm talking about Jason Sherlock. I'm talking about uh, Pori Joyce. I'm talking about Ronan Clark. I'm talking about Owen Mulligan, Colm Cooper. Those kind of guys for teams who were struggling, not carry to a lesser extent because they'd won the All-Ireland in 2000, but they were there for three or four years, had won two or three out of four provincial championship finals, and yet they couldn't get to the All-Ireland. And there was one guy that we hadn't seen 
Who's that with Mayo? I don't know who it is. Bring Kieran McDonald back. There. <laughs> We're not at that stage yet. Cora Staunton. Cora Staunton yeah. just scored. 113 or something one, like that? Well, 115 she scored. She scored something like nine or 615 in a league game then about two days later. God. <laughs> Uh, 33 that, uh, that's the, the marquee forward that, uh, yeah. <laughs> that may have been looking for all but these it, years it, it's no, a valid point though isn't it it is, valid, it is a valid it's a, it's a and they did really search. interesting point but the I, I wrote thing in the end about like the, the you know the four going teams and that they've all played each other and it's like the, the middleweight boxing sort of stuff of the 1980s that they're all playing each other like Mayo do have the worst record of that they have like um, they've won one of those games Dublin have won three and the rest have won kind of two each. Well, of, they've of won the four. They've beaten Donegal and Dublin in that time. So sorry, it's maybe it's two, three, and four yeah. then or something like that. Dublin, Dublin are ahead, Mayo are behind, but they're all really close mm. to each other. None of them in finals, um, unfortunately. Absolutely, and that's the problem. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Mayo You're have a, Mayo me. have not won the All Ireland in a while. That's There's what I heard. There was, was me a... out celebrating for the last <laughs> two years. Why didn't you tell the rest of us? No, but the, what I'm saying is that all those games have been brilliant between mm. them all in one mm. way or another. Yeah, whatever yeah. way you want to look at, you know, sometimes it was more exciting than others. But they've all been brilliant heavyweight battles. And there's no way Mayo are that far behind. And who, like, who are Kerry adding? Well, we well, thought they, they were adding Colin Cooper, Cooper Tommy Walsh. Look, look, yeah. look at the Kerry bench. Paul Galvin. Well, no, but no, you're, the point you make is well made. Yeah. Donny Gall have added nobody. Martin O'Reilly, to be fair, has got two goals yeah. in his last two championship matches. Donny, I think Donny Gall are adding years. people, though. So, like, you look at like someone like McNeilish is like, and Ryan McHugh is like, they're not new, they're not coming into the team, but they're growing in how important they yeah. are to the team all the time. Like, Donny Gall do seem to have yeah. a, a, a next generation kind of coming over, taking over from the 2012 team. Like, um, Yeah, I think that is a concern and, for and, and Dublin, Dublin are the same. You know, if you look at, like, Dean Rock here in Kilkenny, they've yeah. got, they're, they're not new on the team, but they're they're much bigger impact like, they're, they're much more important to the layout of the team. You've got yeah. Bernard Brogan almost being kind of put aside a little bit, mm. you know, and you've got these. So that that would be to your point. Like Adam Gallagher impressed for me all last year in the league, and he's just dropped off the fifth of the year. Like, yeah, where's he gone? Been, he's been, and, he was and, playing Mayo junior football there for what? Fellas like Varley, Jason Doherty, they better players now than they were well, four years ago. I guess Doherty is. No. Like Doherty's still well, playing, and he's in the team, but he's never become. He's never moved to the next level. He could easily kick four points for play on Sunday. But he won't do it in an All Ireland semi final yeah. or an All Ireland final. But look, look, there's Kenny no concern for Mayo not getting now. better. Oh, Kevin injured. McLaughlin not getting one better. Guy, you know? One guy. No, I'm just talking about like I mean, you know, we're talking about young teams again. But we're talking like you know, there's a there's a now or never to Mayo. But I just I don't think that the window's closed. It's not closed because they've been so close. Yeah. And you know, Rob Henley's free has another three or four meters on it. They're in an All Ireland final. But we've been there, there's been those if buts and maybes for. A long, long, long you lose an all you lose an all Ireland final by a point when you know Dublin started rugby tackling for ten minutes yeah. at the end of a game. You lose you end up losing that by a point. Then you lose a replay to the eventual All Ireland champions in two out in two of the greatest matches that were mm. ever played in the game. But That's where they are. You know, like margins. that's not yeah. you know fine margins. And they're gonna be there again. Yeah. Yeah. In the All Ireland semi final all Ireland semifinal, pushing whoever it is yeah. quite close. Uh, so Donegal against Monaghan uh, back in the Ulster final two o'clock throw in a clonus Aaron Kernan's going to be there we're going to be talking to Joe Kernan as well we're going to have all the Kernans involved in one way or another on Sunday uh, any way you can see Monaghan Just stopping Donegal yes yeah yeah. it's a okay. lot easier to put together a blueprint for Monaghan than it is for Sligo um, obviously they've beaten them recently with that We I think history has shown maybe that Monaghan victory in 2013 while it was well celebrated and rightly so, that first uh, title since 1987 um, or 85, was 80, 88, sorry, 
Donegal just got a hiding after that. It struggled was a bad past year. Leash and got a hiding off yeah. Mayo. Uh, so I don't know how much I've you can take from it. Like it. So yeah. and Donegal were excellent against Armagh and Tyrone, not so much against Derry. Monaghan struggled past Cavan. Absolutely blessed to get out of Breffney Park that day. And wasn't a great performance either in the Ulster semi final. So no. where are they? But it's a real, it's, it's a slow, slowly it's a real building rivalry though. though as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like, you know, that it's a proper rivalry. It's yeah, not yeah. like you're not kind of saying like Tony Gall are dominating Ulster and, you know, Monaghan are the next, you know, the best of the rest or whatever. Like they've had real games against each other. They've had a real rivalry build up over a few years. And, you know, Donegal, like it's an old, the bloody cliche about not getting anything easy out of Ulster. But like, if Donegal win this game, they'll fall over the line. You get the impression, don't you? Like even just by this year, by the Tyrone game, by the Derry game. Okay, not our ma, but the, those other two, like you know, they just they're got through it. Wars of attrition, yeah. yeah. And Monaghan are the best of those three teams. Well, Brian McGuigan was make the point and off the ball last night, and maybe this is the winning and the losing of the game that Donegal just have more armory than Monaghan. If you were to keep Conor McManus scoreless on Sunday, that's pretty much the game, isn't it? Because if you keep Michael Murphy scoreless, well, you've got Mike Brearty yeah. and you've got Mike Neilish. And you've got Martin O'Reilly, and you've got uh, Neil McGee, A. Carroll Lacey, and uh, Frank McGlynn all coming forward to kick scores. Anthony Thompson. If you keep McManus scoreless, you're probably going to need three or four from play from the two Hughes brothers and yeah. somebody else to come up with a huge performance, like, like a Gallagher Mon- or somebody. Monaghan do have the personnel, though, to do damage to Donegal. Like, it depends how to use Kieran Hughes. Um, Where would you play him up top or for? I well, I'd alternate him in and out. Like I'd have him up top with McManus at times. But McManus is McManus is a serious operator. He's he's improved tenfold as well in the last couple of years. He's in the he, top five forwards in the country, but he can't do it all on his own. He can't. Um, but Monaghan do have little forwards that can come in. And, like Christian McGuinness is a dangerous little forward. He's come back into form this year. They have they have the personnel to do damage. Darren Hughes, like, will burst forward from midfield. He will he will get kick a couple of scores. But do you think they'll win? I don't know, like they've a very good chance. Like they've been slowly building to this game. They've had their eye on this ultra final with Donegal from the start of the year. Like just scraping by Kavanagh from Anna. like I think they've been, been slowly building for this. Like this has been the focus. I think they'd be re- they'd be a lot better than they were last year. Um I don't know. I don't know. I, I think. think that's a really good point though that they've been building for the Ulster final. We mm. all looked at the draw and we said Donegal are gonna have to win the hardest all Ireland of all time yeah. here if they go through the front door. We looked at it and we said straight away back whenever it was made last October we said and Monaghan will be waiting for them in the final there was yeah. no other discussion about that there was no it was you know in fairness then Cavan gave them a really good game and you know they did scrape through but that was what we were looking we were saying and they played Cavan that was back in May I don't know the day I was at the, the, the Clare Limerick game it was a long time ago you know and then since then they've played for Mana they're fresh yeah. they, and building to this game Donegal have had to come through Tyrone Armagh and Derry it's insane and like they're Whatever about the how good those, those three oppositions were, like they're three big rivalries for yeah, the county huge. that they're going up against, and there like there's tradition and there's fear factor there for all of them, and like the building yourself up for any, all those games. There is maybe it's a maybe it's a very slight question mark over Donegal of well, did they have to peak too early? Did they peak almost in that first half against Armagh where they just destroyed them? Because since then, it's understandable maybe in the second half the game was won. But that spark was never seen in the semi-final against Derry. Armagh played into their hands a little bit as well in that oh, game. You know, it just it just happened perfectly for Rory Gallagher. They looked phenomenal. That that just kind of showed how good Donegal can be, mm. how ruthless they can be, and they can get back to that again. But I just think that Monaghan have just had Donegal in their minds. Yeah. And like Jimmy McGuinness, right now, I don't know whether it's true or not, whether they were playing twenty against fifteen in their training sessions. But Monaghan would have been doing something for the last six months for this Ulster final. 
to beat Donegal. They'll have something ready. And they'll be hurt from last year. They Absolutely. They, they, they they're a proud from county. The, from they're 10 f- minutes in, they didn't look like they were going to win the game Oh, last not at year. all. Um, but, and that, that'll be very much in their minds as well. But, yeah, and the, the, that's what I was going to say. I feel like that Monaghan might be uh, Donegal's Dublin, if you know what I mean, or the Dublin to Donegal. I, I can't say that, but I hope you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> but I, like even the, the, I thought that was a one-off last year, you know, the, the Ulster final. Like even the Division 2 final, they played... Um, a few months beforehand. Um, yeah, and Monaghan were outstanding that day, yeah. but they they had Donegal figured out, you know. And I know it's a league final; it's not the same thing. I think Donegal will win, and I actually think they'll probably. I, I I'd nearly pick them for the All Ireland if I was like you know, but. I might have a bet on Monaghan like that. The price <coughs> five to two. It's five what to two. What about a go in Monaghan? Kerry Treble during the week is ten to one. Ten to one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'll have a nibble at it, but it's it's oh, interesting. No, but like just for a few quid, like Joe, uh, like I think Monaghan have a great chance. If yeah. you if, if you're picking fifty fifty game, I'm picking Donegal. Oh. They have a better than than puncher's chance, don't they? Better than yeah. five to two, like it's insane. Like a little word for Cavan minor final Sunday afternoon. Okay. Taking on Derry. That's a little, a little word, word for Cavan. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's all enough, I wanted. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah. There you go. You're not going to be there supporting your own people. Unfortunately not. I would be at the I'll have, a, I'll have a little word the then hate. for the Clare Under-21s getting to a fourth uh, Munster final in a row. Go, still going for four All-Irelands in a row. Unfortunately, there's nothing Tommy I can say. I was just going to say, wow. It's <laughs> well, I'm putting my word in for Meat Hill on Sunday. Uh, uh, yeah, division two. Yeah. If we win, yeah. got to win. And then uh, if you win, do you go into a final? We're in a league final then, yeah. We're all going up to the final. That's When's the final on, Tommy? I don't know, to be honest. Could be well, is it one of these that could end up being postponed <laughs> until next January? Lads, we're just looking ahead to the next game. We're not thinking about that ahead of that. Who so. would you be playing in the final? The same team we play next Sunday. <laughs> Who would you like to play in the final? Well, no, the same team we play next Sunday is. I hear so they this, get promoted. So, so this game is meaningless. I mean, well, it's meaningless no. for them. If they lose, they're they won't true. Be promoted. No. Yeah. Can you bet on this we game? We lose. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. We should if, if, if you're probably betting in the book in bookies and kids. Get to the final, Tommy. We we should do an online full com, full live commentary. Yeah, big time. national radio commentary of. Uh, I hear though that the Meat Hill boys are only concentrating on promotion, and the final won't matter, and they may go on the absolute batter's town. Right. Um, <laughs> are you hearing that from a good source? I'm hearing that from. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I know one or two members no of the team, but I wouldn't like to give my sources away. Right. Well, I know. Also, they may I have not told me that. You know. <laughs> that might be made up. All right, that's fair enough. I think we're done. You looking forward to your trip to the Hyde? I didn't I think we'd be going back to the Hyde anymore. I yeah. thought they were demolishing the bloody place. I'm very much looking forward to it. I like the view out over the graveyard, and um, it's it's uh, an unusual view. It's a nice open ground. There's always a decent atmosphere there as well. Unfortunately, it always rains. It always, always rains. rains. Yeah, it's the most, most, most concrete place in the country. Of going to Hyde Park. <laughs> there's as a gr- kid there's, there's grounds in, in the country be, that I'd rather this week, less yeah. go to. So, hmm. I don't know. I'm also staying in Galway tomorrow night, which I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, bring nice. the wife down, oh. baby number two. Okay. <laughs> Steady on there. <laughs> the Hyde is a great name for a ground, by the, the way. Hyde. Yeah, it's as good as it gets. The only yeah, reason Sligo can win the game because it's in the Hyde. In the Hyde, and it's not in McHale Park. Right. That's common referee. Know the place well. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> He'll know every play. He'll know every play. There'll be no need for Hawkeye there with the common referee. All right, we're done. Uh, busy weekend ahead. I'm sure we will talk to you at some stage. Good luck.